you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 392 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, it is part two of the Quad Squad. Uh, If you listened to yesterday's Thanksgiving episode, we were talking about what we are thankful for, and today, the host of Locked On Pirates, Locked On Reds, Locked On Rangers, and myself are talking about the looming CBA and uh, the, the the probable lockout that is coming. So that is what we got coming up for you guys on today's episode. But before I throw it over to Bryce, who's going to introduce me talking about what I'm expecting, um, I wanted to say thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, we're also available on YouTube. Uh, this is not available on our YouTube channel, but it is available on everybody else. Uh, I had some issues with the video portion. So this episode is not on our YouTube. I apologize. We will have more content up there for you guys soon. But uh, if if you miss us, if, if you miss the podcast itself, uh, you can also follow us on social media. Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So without further ado, here's uh, Bryce Patterick introducing me to talk about the CBA and what we are expecting. And we are back with the quad squad, um, the the gang of uh, four, the four musketeers. I, I can't the, the the Beatles. We're not quite there, but you know, some some other gang of, of four people talking off season, talking uh, lock. Uh, we haven't talked locked out yet, but we di- we did before. Uh, we are locked on. We are not locked out just yet, and we've got about a couple of weeks um, before we get there. And um, I'm curious how much of y'all read up on, on what's happening with the, I haven't quite gotten there yet. Cause I'm like, I'm just trying to pretend I'm treating it. Like I treated the, uh, the Joey Gallo trade, just deep, deep denial. And then extreme despair when it happens <laughs> and, uh, get, be completely blindsided by it, both physically and emotionally. Um, so I'm curious, what are y'all's thoughts on what's going to happen with the CBA? Obviously we all think that, uh, the DH is probably coming, um, to, um, the, the bottom two hosts teams finally, um, but I'm curious, what are y'all thinking is going to happen with this lockout? What are things that you're worried about? Or um, I don't know. I have no other way to phrase this question that I've been talking for 30 seconds about. Uh, I'll go yes, first. Mostly I am I am uh, <laughs> planning on it happening. Uh, and then whatever happens, I will learn about when it happens. Uh, I know that there is a lot of discussion on what could happen, but I'm not going to waste my energy on learning what could happen. I'm going to focus on what does happen and try to understand that and reiterate that to our, you know, my listeners, all of our listeners, uh, as best I can when it does happen and keep up to date, like, uh, with the rumblings that happen as they're coming out during the discussions, presumably during the lockout that is, I'm assuming going to happen. Um, and do that's due, due diligence then, but you know, I'm not putting a lot of stock into, I'm assuming we're getting the DH. I'm assuming that they're going to do something about, you know, in time and all that stuff and some of these things, but, uh, I'm hoping for 
a more competitive playing field. I'm hoping for a salary floor if it doesn't mean a salary, you know, a salary cap kind of thing. Uh, I'm hoping for some good things, but am I necessarily banking on them? Not yet. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Um, so you were saying that you're focused more on what's going to happen when it happens. I have looked into this stuff a lot just because it is. I, I feel for some reason it's going to affect the Pirates a lot. Can I interest you in war based arbitration? You no. may not. You cannot. You cannot interest <laughs> me in that. At that all. is something that, <laughs> that will was, be talked about. Wrong. Kevin it Gorman is. has already talked about it. It is something that will be brought up. I don't know how it will be instituted, but it will be brought up. Meaning Wander Franco and the Rays have fun whenever his war is well above whatever that limit is supposed to be. Um, they might but, as well just cut him now, honestly. Yeah, like, what's the point of even getting good players for the Rays? Um, but the things that I've heard from people that are on my podcast and also are kind of deep into this stuff is there is a possibility of an expanded playoff with mm-hmm. one each team, uh, one team each in each conference. Now, some people, well, each league, I'm thinking of like all kinds of different stuff. Conference League, all same thing. Um, But some people are like one team that doesn't change a lot. I said, do you really want me to get into the idea of how much one extra team in the playoff means a lot? That means the Toronto Blue Jays would have been in the playoffs and I picked them to win the World Series if they would have gotten to the playoffs. That also means Jeff Cincinnati Reds would have been maybe about two to two and a half games out of the playoffs rather than being out of it by the second to last series of the season. That's a big thing. Je- or, um, Jason already brought up the salary floor idea. What does that do? That brings up the competitiveness factor where you can say, okay, teams, you're going to have all these teams spending money on top of the fact that you're now incentivizing them to push for the playoffs because you have an extra team there. And it's an easy fix because all you have to do is go back to the old NFL model. You'd have six teams in each conference. You get the top two division winners a bye. The other two teams play in a three best of three series. You eliminate the wild card completely. These are things that I've said could happen, but it's also things that have also been incentivized and talked about to further incentivize competitive ability. Because I'll ask this as a question. How many teams right now in baseball do you legitimately feel like are competing for a playoff spot? There's 30 teams. How many do you legitimately think as of the time of recording are legitimately trying to compete? I'd say about 10. And is that good for baseball? No, no. No, it's not. Because you look at the NFL, obviously the NFL and Major League Baseball, two completely different tiers, but the Giants, who just lost Monday Night Football the other day, are like three games out of the playoffs, and they're three and eight. That's so bad. I mean, (laughs) you really really look at, like, and even the NBA uh, lately, ever since the Warriors dynasty ended, shouts out to Jason out there in Oakland, ever since that ended, I mean, basketball, parody league. The NHL, parody league. And then I love that MLB, by the way, and I think me and Jeff talked about this once as I kind of started rambling about a lot of the stuff. They love to speak on this parody idea that they haven't had a repeat champion in like 20 something years. And I'm like, I get it right. Nobody's repeated. But look at the actual matchups that have happened in the ALS and the NLS over that time. And it's been around the same teams, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Braves, ironically, and then you get the mixes of like the Royals and the Rangers even not too long ago as well that were there also. And it's it's pretty much just not a parody league, but with the incentive like it with the incentive of an extra playoff team and a salary floor as Jason mentioned, it could incentivize a lot more teams to compete. 
you know, I like that idea of uh, would the the top seed in in like the AO and the NL would they get a two round buy? Is if my is my math right on that, or am I bad at math? No, I, so, I know I'm bad at math. So, but like, I would like I would like for the top the top seed to get like a two round, like a significant buy. Because I think baseball more than any other sport, like it is so the the playoffs are so random. They're mm-hmm. so random, and like so often the best team doesn't. I feel like don't doesn't get like the biggest like as big an advantage as they should for being the best in 162 games. Like mm-hmm. the Giants and the Dodgers having to play each other in the the NLDS was was stupid and that's yeah. like really frustrating. But I also think expanding the playoffs to where they were in 2020, while that was fun and I love having more baseball, it felt like it really de-incentivized the uh the teams who did the best over the course of the regular season. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is Black Friday, and Built is going to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. New limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want high-end deliciousness at a discount? All through Black Friday weekend, get at least 20% off of anything and everything at built.com enter promo code locked 20 there's a new flavor they have a ruby chocolate puffs they're marshmallowy goody goodness and they're covered in unique chocolate which is ruby chocolate and this has never been done with a built bar before there's dark chocolate there's white chocolate and now ruby chocolate joins the built bar club there's also lemon dip cheesecake puffs they sent me some of these they are absolutely delicious do you love lemon cheesecake you'll love lemon dipped cheesecake puffs i love them So this Black Friday, there is no reason to be fighting angry crowds. No camping out for hours. Your best Black Friday deals are at Built.com. You get 20% off at Built Bars and two free Crave Bars all at Built.com. All you got to do is enter code LOCKED20 for 20% off at Built.com. My question, I guess, would be with the buy in baseball, do you want the buy? Because all that time off, it's... It's a routine sport, you know, and mm-hmm. so some teams will thrive with the buy. Some teams will be utterly gutted by the buy. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a weird thing with this sport in particular. You're not just getting healthy and game planning for one game or one series. It's it's a really weird sport. So I can see it going either way. And I'm very intrigued to see how if it does get implemented how it actually plays out. Well, and if you think about it too, the one thing with the incentivization of you mentioned of like winning your division. So like the first two, the top two division winners. So in, for instance, this year, it would have been the Dodgers and the Brewers would have like the Giants theoretical or well, the Giants and the Brewers. Yeah. Would have got the theoretical buy. So then there would have been three games. Normally you see the three game series play for most of the year. You get the four games and the two games every once in a while. So that toast top two teams would only be offer, I'd say maybe at max four days, because what you would do is I think the, to incentivize it is the top, like the division winner, the lowest division winner and the top wild card in this instance, the Dodgers would get all three games at home. Now I'm making up my kind of my own thing, but it would limit the travel time. You do all that stuff, and it would also limit the amount of time that other team is off. So I think that that would do a lot. It's it's something that would take a lot of complex thinking. But, I mean, the idea of expanding the playoffs and giving more teams an opportunity, because, I mean, we've seen it across baseball, and even the Reds 
over the last couple of years have kind of been a good example. And the A's even in some examples as well have been good examples of teams that are right there, but then they see that the playoffs is so crunched together with all these teams that do they really have a shot of getting there? And then they just kind of, I don't want to say give up on it, but what's the point of pushing for it if it's such a limited sample size? It's worth thinking about. And there's a lot of different details and stuff that we'll be able to flesh out as they, as they get reported and things that they are negotiating on in specifics. What, what interests me is the, just the range of ideas and the range of prospects when you're looking at this lockout. I've heard all year long the spectrum of, oh, it's going to be terrible. They're going to delay the season. We won't be seeing baseball till May. And I heard some people being like, I don't even know there's going to be a lockout. Maybe there's a lockout for like a week. And they'll be done. And then in January, we'll be right back to normal. We'll be talking about transactions and things like that. And today, I heard that Ethan was saying about Armageddon. So when I, when I hear the results, you never know. I, I mean, I just don't. I I don't know what to expect. And I think that the thing that's going to make this just all the more interesting is you've got clubs like ours who aren't the big money machines that can't afford a lockout. There is no, I mean, you can't afford a long lockout that delays the season. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about an A's side that is kind of taking a step back, you're talking about a Reds team that's taking a step back. You're talking about a Pirates team that is back, is, is back. Oh, the in Pirates are back, baby. Not to be <laughs> forward. There's Jeff Carr, the Pirates are back. back. I need to clip that out. The Pirates are back. I just they are back late in for every show. <laughs> Can you that's take a gonna, step that's back? That's going to be my intro. Back. <laughs> <laughs> my intro from now on. It's going to be the Pirates are back, and welcome to the Locked On Pirates. Jeff Carr podcast. taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> One no, of the but backs. I get you. I, I, I get you. I get what you were saying. But yeah, so you got and and the Rangers that, you know, they're hopefully going to be aggressive, but do you buy that? And then how does that work out going into opening day? All of our teams haven't necessarily been in the position to just completely sell out all of their home games. So hey, uh, the Rangers ownership. are actually first in in AL attendance this year. Well, uh, don't don't look at why. Don't don't look at why. Don't look at why. That the ownership doesn't saying. want you to look <laughs> at why. Get into I did forget. Day? I did. I did forget about that. Um, oh my gosh! I, I, yeah. I, I look at that stat on the Baseball Reference page, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> that was the thing. And they're and they're going to brag about it for years. They're like, oh, everyone will forget why. No, we won't forget. We know why. We all know Never why. Forget. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, you've got the small market teams like that, and then you've got the players who are just ready to fight because they've been acquiescing to different owners' demands over the last decade. So it, there are so many things about this, and there's going to be so much content. I know that we're all going to be covering this whenever it happens. It's I, I really wanted there to be more than just the Reds giving up players before this happens, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. There's a lot of, uh, you know, things that are happening up. But one thing that I am glad that it seems to be happening already, and we've already seen some of the fruits of that, um, of this actually happening, is the Players Association actually fighting for minor leaguers as opposed to just throwing them under the bus every single time as the, all right, well, what are you going to give up? Well, we're going to, you can just like, I don't know, feed a minor leaguer to a, a rancor once a week um, <laughs> if you feel like it. Um, do these guys deserve an actual living weight? No, no, they're, uh, uh, you know, Artisans. Surfs. They are. They are. Uh, you know, 
these it would be so noble of them to like not get money and all this like other nonsense that they keep using i'm glad they're finally sticking up like it's like it's about dang time like mm-hmm. it's really past time and i'm i'm glad that we're already st- starting to see the fruits of that if we get like a small lockout like it, it doesn't delay the actual season then i think that's absolutely worth it because it is beyond time these minor leagues to start being looked out for as opposed to thrown under the bus at the very first chance that they get Coming up, we are all making predictions on how long this lockout will last. And if you like predictions, well, it's Thanksgiving and we all know what that means. Football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered for all holiday season with more props, more odds, more lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all these sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. That is code LOCKED ON, one word, all caps, LOCKED ON. And it's not just football that they are offering you over at Bet Online. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports. And that's because Bet Online is stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Let's all make a prediction on when we think the lockout, if it does happen, will end. It, does that sound like fun? It's not something that we discussed, but hey, why not? Why not put it on on audio? I, I like I like that. Um, when is it? Is it is it December seventh? December first. December first is when it ends, and well, yes. is like when it ends. So December second is the theoretical start date. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm gonna go. Oh, January 11th, I think, okay. is when it ends. I feel pretty good about that. Good pick, good pick. In classic baseball fashion, Christmas. Oh, what a gift. They don't December know how 25th. to do PR? No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to do good things, make us happy. Wait, wait oh. what was it? Uh, what was their big PR thing where it was like, was it Crypto. the... Um, um well that but was um it was during like some other really big sport i think it was like it was either the super bowl or like one of the finals or something that they released something i can't remember what it was but it was like the like the the mvp or something like yeah it was like really huge news during like it was like during one of the biggest sports events of the year and i was like you guys couldn't have did this like Like the next tomorrow yeah Yeah, just wait just just release it at noon like no come on jeff what do you got I'm going to throw a Pennsylvania bone. I'm going to say Punxsutawney Phil's looking at a shadow at the same time that the lockout ends. So February okay. 2nd. Oh, wow. Wow. Man, we really got all, all possibilities I, here. December the 17th, low man, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> <laughs> I am going, uh, I'm going to go January 7th, right, right in the middle there. I think that it's going to be about a month and then... Let's get back to business and not miss any season. So I guess that we're all saying we're not expecting the season to be delayed is kind of where we're going. Maybe with Jeff's, but probably not. I'm more just hoping that the season doesn't get delayed because like, I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I can't do a whole nother like month of of <laughs> of no baseball pocket. Like it's going to be like, I mean, we did the offseason is one thing like and like and uh, I feel like it doesn't even really feel like a lockout if it's these months where nothing's usually ever happening anyway. Like, 
obviously we're not going to get like much of a GM meetings and I'm not sure that there are the uh, winter meetings. Like we already had the, the GM meetings, but um, the winter meetings were supposed to be the eighth through the 12th in Orlando. So probably I don't, not. I don't think that's happening. I've already talked to some people who are work for a big media outlet that, that, that are not sending anybody, not even a skeleton crew. Even if the lockout gets postponed last minute, they're just like, Nope, this is not happening. We already know. So, um, yeah, I don't I think it'll be at least more than a week. <laughs> and it's interesting because every year the Reds have a thing the first weekend of December they have called Reds Fest where all the fans get together and they get the chance to meet players and get autographs and get pictures and do all kinds of great different stuff. It was canceled like back in March. It was supposed to be probably not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. Mm-hmm. And it got canceled back in March and everybody was just like, oh, COVID. Oh, it killed another thing. It wasn't COVID. They knew that there was going to be a lockout back. No, then, so. no, 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 Jeff. They were thinking of something else. Okay. What were they They're thinking, thinking of? of those Cincinnati Bearcats playing for the American <laughs> Championship. Yeah, American that's what it is. Athletic <laughs> Conference Championship. It's going to be awesome. Oh, go it's Bearcats. Be, oh, good, good, good for uh, that. And like, go dogs for Bryce, too. See you in two uh, weeks, buddy. Oh god, I don't want to see. I don't want to see you in two weeks. I I, di- I just watched Alabama win with my fa- I'm one for two on uh, Alabama football games, and uh, I guess when my parents come, they're the good luck charm. Which, you know, if I had to drive nine hours with them again, I I think I'd rather just watch us lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding, mom. If you're listening, when you Shout listen to this, oh gosh, I forgot that she listened to every podcast, and so it's hard. Shout to- out to Becky. Yeah, shout out to my mother and father, Rich and Becky. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that feels like a natural place. And do you have any, any questions about the range? You, if you don't like, please no. just say no is just keep me from talking about this team. That's made me so sad and angry. Are you um, still signing year. Clayton Kershaw? You know, I, I am a hundred percent confident that it's either Texas or the Dodgers. And I think it really feels 50 50, which is, it's giving myself too much hope. It feels kind of scary to say, um, but I, I know how much Dallas means to him. Not that we're like best friends. I mean, I have seen him in person several times, so we are basically best friends. Um, <laughs> and he went to my mom's high school. So also, once again, best friends. But, yeah. you know, I, I know that he like he lives in Dallas in the offseason. Like he still goes to church where the church where he got married in. And um, it mean it would mean a lot for him because that's where his family lives during the regular season and where he lives during the off season. So um, for him to be able to um, go drop his his daughter off at school and then go pitch the game that night. Actually, Chris Woodward was on MLB Network talking about how um, bragging about how he and, and Clayton are good friends. And he, he said um, as much that, yeah, he would he knows that Clayton would like to be close to home. But also there's definitely still some ties to the Dodgers. And he did confirm the Rangers have been in contact with him, which like we all knew, like, obviously we knew that they were going to at least be in contact with him. Whether it's just like shooting him an email, like, Hey, um, you come home, please. Rangers question mark. Please. Um, <laughs> what Chris Woodward, your best Snapchat. friend. That is literally, you that, up. Is literally the, that is literally the definition of the you up text. That's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. Look at all these former Dodgers. You mean, come hang out with DJ Peters, come hang out. With um with Chris Woodward and we wear the same we're the same color scheme. You won a championship here. Come win another one in like ten years. <laughs> they sent him a text and then they leaked it to the media. We've been in contact with Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> I would give well, a lot of money. I would give a lot of money to see the text messages between AJ Hinch and Carlos Correa during that breakfast meeting. 
I'm not going to lie. I don't think they're texting when they're <laughs> or, sitting well, next like, to each other. Like, <laughs> That'd be super antisocial, but you know, it could happen. Well, you never know. They might have thought reporters were there. They just got to keep everything close-knit and everything, you know? That's some like next level Kind of like that Family Guy episode stuff. when he becomes a millennial and they're just like on the little scooters and they're like texting each other and he gets hit by the bus <laughs> and he's like, dude, turn around. I just got hit by a bus. So that was like, that was like a Family Guy episode that I love. Sorry, pop culture. <laughs> wow, pop culture on this? <laughs> What what kind of what? pop culture references would we be making other than like all of us having a baby Yoda? Can you spot all four <laughs> baby Yodas? I think mine is most definitely the hardest to spot. I don't have like yeah, an actual. I, I didn't know that you had one. Yeah, no, it is right here on this little Mandalorian Lego scooter right right that, there. No, it's you, not. It is. I promise. It's right here. Look, we little Lego you, baby Yoda. Look at this. We need to get you a. Oh, God, that doesn't yeah. count. It definitely Get him does. a ring light. <laughs> Get him a ring light. I have a ring light. It's just on my face as opposed to on little. Oh, you did a, a, a second ring light. That I can a just clip right here, light. like by my elbow. To, like a little though, Lego ring light. Yeah. On the, 40, <laughs> on the 40 to 80 grade scale, what is Baby Yoda's curveball? Ooh. A hundred. Yeah. He breaks the scale. I think he breaks the scale. I mean, he could he probably could use the he, force to bend it. He could use the force to bend it and then stop it like mid- like wait for the batter Ooh. to swing and then yeah imagine the, CBA, uh, imagine the cba having to talk about that one that that feels <laughs> that feels like something that that would they would outlaw i mean if they outlawed sticky stuff i think the force is definitely like off limits but it's natural ability command is command is probably about a 40 though because it's going to be inconsistent because there's just going to be some he just wants to play with the ball he doesn't actually want to throw it you don't want to give it away that would that, really not work for pace of play yeah, I mean, yeah. he would have to be like on on the Red Sox or the Yankees. Like that's a that's a very Red Sox Yankees kind of matchup. But I feel like with all the Baby Yoda talk, like <laughs> that that is definitely a great place to end it. Um, folks listening to this, where can they find you and your work, Jason Burke? Uh, I am the host of Locked On A's. We post content as often as Bryce does. Uh, sometimes better, sometimes worse. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions, I'm going on paternity leave. So uh, fill up that mailbag, please. LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And also, uh, Jeff Carr down here, down here is about to give you his social stuff. And if you ever need a, a, a picture for your graphic for the show, hit him up. He's, <laughs> he's great. He's great at it. He is great. <laughs> you can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Um, depends on who's asking for the picture, uh, whether or not that'll happen. Um, you can also follow the show at Lockdown Reds and you can follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube because you're watching right now. So obviously you know that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Ethan Smith, where can the fine folks listening to all four of these podcasts find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. You can also, and you know, I don't have to add an extra T or an F like Jeff does. Um, and I can also follow me. Well, I can follow myself, but you can also follow me at Locked On Pirates as well. Actually getting a lot of followers lately, and you guys have been killing it on the subscriber button as well on uh, YouTube. So you can come see me and Baby Yoda every day um, as much as you see these guys on your screen as well. Yeah, and you can find me on uh, Twitter at Bryce Patrick. Actually, let me just pull up this thing and show his face. Yeah, there we go. Just, just get, get Ethan's face on out of there. At Bryce Patrick, Bryce with an I, Patrick with no C. Um, and follow at Locked On Rangers on Twitter 
Follow the one that just says at Locked On Rangers. Don't don't follow the other one unless you want some some New York hockey talk, which is a great great one, but a, a different podcast for a different day. The other night, yeah, with point four seconds left. Yes, this is now also a hockey podcast, which you know, I'm, shot. We'll we'll get there eventually. But I feel like we have hit all the important topics: lockout, baby Yoda, um, thankfulness, all kinds of great stuff. But thank you guys so much for listening. All of you go subscribe to all these shows. Follow these fine fellows on Twitter. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.